What's good, Portland? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, and this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. What up, Portland? And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson, how you living, my friend? Yes, sir. I'm living great. Exciting to be a Blazer fan right now. Yes, indeed. We just had our first preseason game. And you know what? It was really good. It was exciting. It was pretty damn exciting. I know it's just preseason, but there were a lot of good takeaways. I mean, there were. Before I get started on the game, I actually want to give a shout out to all of our fans out there giving us fan engagement on Twitter as we were watching the game. We were replying like crazy. We even did a couple like voting polls. We got some interaction with that. And personally, we love it. We enjoy it. That's something that we want from you guys. And please keep it rolling. Um, we actually have some goodies that are along are, that are coming. So be on the watch for a giveaway. We also have some sponsorships that are coming. So be on the lookout for that. Now getting to the game, um, man, our stars, Lillard, McCollum, Carmelo, all mm-hmm. very solid. Lillard with a 15-5 and five in 22 minutes. Uh, McCollum, 18-5 and five in 20 minutes. Carmelo, this is the one that everyone is very excited about because one, he's on a minimum contract. Two, Portland just loves Carmelo. And he was really productive. Tim, what did you think of, think of Carmelo? Yeah, I mean, before we get to Carmelo, I just want to say that Dame and CJ didn't miss a beat. I mean, no, they were doing exactly what we expect them to do, what we were seeing them do uh, in the bubble. Um, my question about CJ, though, is how how good is his back? Like, is his back fully recovered at this point? Because Oh, yeah. You know, I saw a lot of tweets about CJ's weight, and honestly, he didn't look that much thicker to me. Um, but I, I'm curious how much that affected his play out there. I mean, he he didn't seem any worse for wear, you know. Um, but but I, I'm curious if that's going to affect his his minutes throughout the preseason or, or even the beginning of of the the regular season. Yeah, out of the three, those three, I think he played the the least amount of minutes, which which is probably appropriate for him with that injury. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, what he played like 20 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I, I don't think Dame and CJ uh, missed a beat. They they gave us what we expected. Uh, Carmelo, let's talk about that guy. Yes, he's definitely six six man of the year. Calling him out. Like I'm calling it You're now. Calling it like, now. How, I don't I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand how he's not gonna be sixth man of the year. The guy's gonna give you probably some I, on average, I would imagine somewhere between twelve and fifteen points off the bench. There are gonna be some games where he's gonna score twenty plus, right? Uh, he's gonna give you rebounds, he's gonna give yeah. you that, yeah. that veteran presence on the second unit to guide these young guys. Uh, into doing the right things, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't. Besides someone like, uh, um, God, I don't even know. 
I'm just gonna say Trez, it's gonna be Carmelo. Montrez Harrell, I think, is the the reigning you, sixth you, man of the year. You think he's gonna be sixth man on the Lakers though? He might be. I mean, it depends on what his role is. I mean, um, mm-hmm. see, I was thinking Lou Will maybe. I know he's got some accolades there, but uh, I think Carmelo you know. definitely has a shot. I think after being in the bubble and having increased minutes, I think Stotts is more comfortable just keeping that role for him rolling. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's very possible that he could be sixth man of the year. I still think it's early, but I know that all of Portland is very, very excited um, Oh yeah, about Carmelo and the fact that I can't believe he wasn't on a team for a whole year, man. I know. They slept on him. Everyone think, slept on him. Thank goodness Portland gave him a chance, right? I know. And he wants to come back. And he's, I, There's been reports saying that Carmelo's like, you know, I've made a lot of money in my time. And now it's all about the love of basketball. And obviously he loves playing in Portland. And all the Portlanders, man, we love him back. Yeah, for real. And, you know, I also saw a report that he, he actually was a... Uh, it was some, like, YouTube interview or something I was watching. And he was saying that um, uh, he wouldn't have come to Portland if he didn't think they had a chance at something special. So, that's, yeah. hey, that's that's cool, man. Uh, especially for him to, to take a back seat and come off the bench. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. But then, you know, then we've got other guys to talk about, right? Definitely. I mean, we've we have, got some new additions. We're on Roku. the roster watch here because we've got probably <laughs> the deepest um, bench that we've had in a while. I mean, or just the deepest roster, um, not just bench. Um, first of all, with Robert Covington, he scores 9, 8, and 2 in like 26 minutes. Um, but what was surprising is that he shot 75% for three-pointer, three of four. What did you think of Rocco? You know, I liked what I saw from Rocco. Um, I got to say, though, um, between the two defensive-minded players that we picked up, him and, and Derek Jones Jr., I got to say, Derek Jones Jr. blew me away. Uh, I, 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 what, did, what did you think? Between If you had to compare and contrast the two of them, I mean, my opinion... Derek Jones uh, Jr. outplayed Rocco a bit, just with just with his intensity. Yeah. What what did you see? Honestly, I think Derek Jones Jr. has like TNT legs. You know, just like explosive, <laughs> runs around. Yeah. He's like crazy on switches. He's got active hands. Um, I think sometimes he gets a little bit too excited, but this first preseason game. He was right on. His instincts were very good. Um, He scored, let's see, 15. He had like five rebounds in 28 minutes. He scored two of two on three-pointers. I don't expect that kind of production from him, though. On Rocco, I feel like, you know, he's more predictable. But Yeah, I mean, and we're also playing the Kings, right? Right, right. All these stats are going to be a bit inflated. But I did like what I saw out of the intensity. I mean, defensively, I felt like Derek Jones Jr., outplayed Covington and didn't he get a couple of steals yeah um, yeah and it what I'm most excited about first of all Derek Jones Jr. is Will Barton reincarnate yeah that's a good I don't, I don't that's know a if good, you can say that I mean I don't no, know what no. the age difference is between them but mm-hmm. dude he's everything that we had hoped that Will Barton was going to be for us uh unfortunately Portland uh gave up on on Barton a little too early but oh man I still think about that I know, but, uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be, 
there's going to be a lot of uh, above the rim action once our guards uh, start looking for it. Um, there's going to be a lot of putbacks. I, I, I can just see it, man. He's, he's going to be cleaning up the glass. I mean, between between him and, and Rocco and we've got... Uh, Mellow. Um, yeah, Mellow even. Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, offensive uh, rebounding. I think there's going to be a bunch of putbacks. There's going to be alley-oops galore. I, I he just he really ex- excites me uh, to be honest, man. I think what's great a, li- a little more a little more than Rocco, even though I was super high on Rocco, I still am. Yeah, I think what's great about just our forward situation is that all of those guys are switchable, man. Like you could oh, you could yeah, play you could play any of them at anywhere from the two spot all the way to the four spot, and mm-hmm. that is exactly what this team uh, has needed. And I think oh, yeah. just from that one preseason game, Rocco and Derek Jones Jr. showed that they could do that. Um, moving on to, to Enos Cantor, scoring four points with 11 rebounds. What did you think about his performance, my friend? I mean, we know what we're getting with Cantor, right? He's a, he's a glass-cleaning rebounding machine. Yeah. Uh, he may not score a lot, but he doesn't have to as long as he's giving us a second opportunity, right? Uh, and, and in most cases, it's a second and or third or fourth opportunity. This guy is just so active when it comes to rebounding. I mean, he, he's kind of like a Thomas Robinson. Well, maybe a little uh, less athletically inclined Thomas Robinson, but I mean, he kind of reminds me of him. Um, I, I think defensively, you know, I wouldn't say he's a liability. He's, he's a big body to put in the way. And he makes big plays at, at, at big moments. I, th- I think he's going to be great for us coming off the bench. I, I would like to see Nurk starting at the five instead of Cantor. Uh, we'll see what happens with that because I want to see some some fresh Cantor legs going up against the second units. Yeah, I think that's where he's going to be most successful. I think is against other bench players. But if Collins or um, Nurkic has to miss time, you have to feel comfortable with Cantor, like just oh, totally. buying them time to get healthy. Oh yeah. But I, I liked what I saw. I mean, eleven rebounds just kind of says it. Shows that is active mm-hmm. on the on the glass, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what we need from him. I mean, he's the same old Cantor. Same know? old Cantor. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something surprising though. I thought I would okay. see a lot of Anthony Simons. Yeah. But he only had three minutes of action, which was very curious. You know what? Uh, a report came out afterwards saying that he had a uh, hamstring ailment. His hammy was was bothering him. So, you know, you can't. I, I was I was also hoping to see a little more Anthony, mainly because of what um, Olshay said when he asked why when he was asked why we didn't go after a backup point guard, and he yeah. he said we have one. It's Ant. And uh, right. you know, hopefully, hopefully this isn't a a bit of foreshadowing of what's to come. Yeah, or uh, like a nagging injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I would hope that that you know that being said though, if it is a nagging injury, one the kid's young, uh, but two you've got C.J. McCollum that can pick up some time uh, in that spot, and, and we saw that in this last game. I, I think Gary Trent could probably fill in here and there. You know, like, we'll be able to stagger. With the depth on this team, we'll be able to stagger, so I'm not too worried about it. But to your point, I was expecting a little more Anthony Simons. 
We'll see what happens with the rest of the preseason, though. I, it, hopefully, they don't push him too much to where he aggravates it uh, even more. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for Simons. I think this is a, a great opportunity for him. We've been sitting on him for, like, what, two years now? And yeah. he's shown a lot of, like, scoring potential, playmaking potential. and It kind of feels like this could be a breakout year I for him. I think it is, too. I think he's on breakout year watch. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like when McCollum finally got minutes... Um, yeah. I think Simons, it, this could be it for him. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, what did you think of the rookie, Ellaby? Ellaby. You know, I, what I saw was typical rookie stuff, right? High energy, out there to try and make a name for himself, to prove his worth to the team. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he was fine. The, the box score doesn't really show the whole story. Uh, he didn't really fill it up, but, you know... It's still preseason. Yeah, I don't. He's still young. I don't think he made any boneheaded mistakes, which shows that like he's comfortable running out there with like yeah. real, like professional basketball players. I think he yeah. also like played with a little bit of pace, like on offense. Like he didn't seem very rushed, which mm-hmm. is something you like to see as well. He's gonna be riding the pine no matter what. So um, yeah, I was just gonna say it, it yeah. doesn't really matter. <laughs> like he's he's. <laughs> You know, he's going to be sitting on the bench uh, unless there's some serious injuries or, you know, something that keeps somebody out or a couple of people out for an extended period of time. Um, you know, I I got to say, though, I did like what I saw. I yeah. mean, he's 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 longer than I thought he was. Um, yeah. I mean, could it be could, the hair. Could be the hair. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, I mean, he he's fine. I mean, it, the thing is, you never really know, even in preseason, man, you don't really know what you get with these rookies. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see if he gets utilized throughout the season. I want to see him more in the preseason game tonight. I think that's... Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I want to see that'd him get nice more minutes uh, just to see what we have there. Just because I think mm-hmm. that... Um, I think he's going to be a little bit of a, a sneaky rookie. He's going to show a lot more than, uh, than people may think. Um, speaking of showing a lot more than people may think... What did you mm-hmm. think of our guy, Harry? Harry Giles. Harry the third. Giles. Man, when he <laughs> when he came in, I thought, okay, this is going to be a guy. Uh, okay. Kind of like a similar situation with Ellaby. Like, okay. He's going to show up with a lot of energy because he's got something to prove. Um, he did. Uh, you know, I. It's you called it. You did call it. I did call it early before the game. <laughs> uh, I, and see, I, and I was a big. I was on the Roco train. I was like, no, 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 it's gonna be Roco. He's gonna come out there and dominate. But so for reference, uh, for reference, for the for the listeners, basically, we put out a tweet out there saying, saying, who do you think is going to have a great game this first preseason game? And my vote was Harry Giles, and uh, Tim's vote was Roco, and Giles, man, eighteen points, dominated. fourteen rebounds. So, he was definitely the most intriguing player on the court for the Blazers. For me. Right. Yeah. For that game. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the amount of upside that comes with him, it, and the fact that we're paying him next to nothing, that's so intriguing to me. Uh, he could be... I mean, for all the all the uh, Collins fans out there, which I am one, I I think it could be a breakout year for him. Giles might be giving him a run for his money. Uh, again, there's injury concerns. But my question to you is, do you think Giles 
could be one of those 20 and 10 guys. You know what? In this in this age of basketball, you know, it maybe like five or six years ago, I would say no. I would say definitely not. In this age of basketball where it's small ball, where it's run the floor, where it's look for oops, um, I think he can be. And I think he has yeah. good enough like defensive awareness. This is the thing I was surprised by because I was like, "Oh, why isn't this guy getting minutes? It must be his defense, right?" Um, mm-hmm. You know, along with injuries. But you know, this guy has two blocks, three steals. Looks amazing. He looked really, really good. His instincts were good. I mean, you know, as a as a caveat, we were playing the Kings, but <laughs> right. But that's I mean, exactly who is he going up against, like Bielitsa or something? <laughs> something like that. But that's exactly what you're supposed to do with lesser opponents. You're supposed to kick mm-hmm. him in the mouth. And you know what he did? Mm-hmm. He kicked people in the mouth. Yeah. And that's his intensity. My question, though, yeah. uh, could was this just kind of an anomaly? Like like that the last game and tonight's game is it an anomaly in the fact that? Maybe he's just playing with an extra chip on his shoulder because it's his former oh, team, it's his team that let him go. Mm. Is it, I mean, is that kind of the situation we're in? Even still, even if we are, yeah, yeah, maybe that's still a good thing. Maybe that's something. Maybe he's got a fire inside of him right now. I th- I would say it's a good thing because if if you're a good coach, you find a way to pick at that, right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta fuel that. You gotta fire, fuel right? that fire and. I think if anyone deserves um, deserves props in this situation, it's Olshay. Oh yeah, Olshay has completely changed the look of our team. Definitely. I mean, we look like a legitimate contender. Yeah. For the for the first time in probably since we drafted Greg Oden. Yeah. I mean, we may not have like like a bunch of top five players like some of the teams in LA <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who have right. two top five players <laughs> on their squads. Uh-huh. But I would say that we are deep. And if mm-hmm. if history shows um, anything, it's that when you get into the playoffs, you need a deep team. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need a team that could um, overcome injuries, that could overcome uh, any team or any sort of um, offensive attack or defensive attack with versatility, and we have that. We definitely. Oh yeah. Have that. I mean, I said it the la- on the last pod. Uh, our team is so versatile, man. This is probably the most versatile team I've ever seen for the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. So what what do you think is our ceiling after this first preseason game? Um, are you still as high as you were before? Um, about our squad, what what was your prediction before and after as far as our seeding in the West? I mean, it, it hasn't changed. Uh, playing the Kings, it's not going to change anything. Okay, <laughs> I mean, that's they, fair. They're just that's not fair. a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still as high as ever um, on uh, about our team. I, I think our squad is is primed and ready for a championship run. I think the teams that are going to give us problems are the teams like you know the lakers the 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 nuggets the jazz the right clippers still you know like like those teams are going to give us fits just because they have the same type of caliber uh or the same caliber of a roster that that we do right right i still think we're we're top four i, I think i think portland's gonna end up top four 
I think we'll end up probably top four as well. I think we could be as low as eight, just like depending on um, on injuries and <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes that's the Blazer way. <laughs> it's true. We like to give our teams heart attacks or our fans yeah, heart attacks. Our fans. Yeah, 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 totally. Anyway, moving on. I think I think we pretty much covered the preseason game. I wanted to actually. Oh, you know what? You know what? Hold on. Before we yeah. before we move on too far, I did want to mention Gary Trent Jr. And I and I wanted to ask oh, yeah. you what you thought because I felt like he had a sneaky good game. I think he had a sneaky good game too. Um, well, I'll I'll have you go first. I'll have you go first. Well, you know, the guy scored 18 points. I felt like he was a pest uh, on defense, just like he was last season. Yeah. Uh, it, I wasn't surprised, but I also felt like he still has a fire and maybe a chip on his shoulder. Maybe he's trying to make a case that he could be a starting two guard. I think it's funny that you say that because I'm on the same train. I think he feels a little bit slighted by Neil Olshay. Because he goes out there, he gets Rocco. Okay. Mm -hmm. He thinks, okay, if I'm Gary Trent Jr. and I'm in the bubble and I had the great bubble performance that I Mm -hmm. think I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, Gary Trent Jr. is the king of irrational confidence. Right. He's the king. Like Uh he just goes out there. He thinks he deserves a spot. Offseason comes. Olshay goes out and gets Rocco. So you're like, all right, well, there goes some of my minutes, but I think I deserve starting minutes. Then he goes out there, he gets Derek Jones Jr. And now he's looking on the outside, looking in, like, where are my minutes? Mm -hmm. Right? And then he looks at the re-signing of Carmelo, because he's thinking, oh, maybe Carmelo's not coming back, and that's why. Carmelo comes back too. That's funny you say that because when we brought in Rocco and and Derek Jones, I thought, oh, that must be because Carmelo's out. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So all of a sudden, at the the three and four spot, you got four really good players, and I think Der- I think Gary Trent Jr. saw that and was like, you know, this preseason game, I'm gonna show out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show him why I need starter minutes. And dude, I loved it. Like his defensive intensity was good. He was attacking the basket. Um, he was not like hesitant at all to shoot the ball um, when it's mm-hmm. open. And I think that's exactly what we need. That's exactly oh, yeah. what we need from him. Totally. Totally. Uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's the type of guy that's going to use that as fuel, right? This guy is going to use it to earn himself a spot. There's no reason why he can't get a spot over Derek Jones. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason. Right. I think I think he could do it. I think he has the defensive mentality and the defensive just wherewithal to be a starting caliber person in the NBA. We just haven't seen that consistency. And I think um, you needed Olshay to light a fire under him to to be this way um, mm-hmm. that we saw in like the preseason game one. Um, but I think we need to see consistency. I think we need yeah. to see it for a whole season. And, I agree. And Olshay just bought himself insurance with with all those players, well, which is the right not move. Only that Olshay bought himself insurance, but I mean, honestly, he also bought Gary Trent time. Yeah, yeah, he's got that's time. A good point. He he doesn't have to force anything. Yeah, that's so, that's a good point. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, that concludes our review of the first preseason game, and 
You know Tim Johnson? Yes, sir. We haven't done this in a while, but I think it's time for another segment of giving props. Whoop, whoop. Except we just did it the last episode, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, quickly, giving props is a segment that we do, and what it means is giving kudos, giving applause to a certain situation, a person, or just a story. So, Tim Johnson, I want to know, do you give this props? Hit me. LeBron James says that he has won two of the toughest championships of all time. He says one of them was in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Do you give that props? You know what I give props to is Dame saying that playing in the bubble was much easier than playing in any other year. <laughs> and, and he makes he made valid points. The fact that you play a game, then instead of, say it's a road game, instead of yeah. having to get on the bus or go back to your hotel or get on a plane, uh-huh. you, you literally walk back to your hotel. Yeah. They have ice baths ready for you. That's You've a great got, point your meals you've got you get you get guaranteed rest and immediate rest when you need it so therefore you can recover quicker it makes total sense yeah that makes total uh, so, sense and you don't so, have any distractions like you, no distractions. you don't have to go to home to your family you don't have right. kids crawling all over you i know that could right. be hard you, being separated from them but yeah you can't go to gentlemen's clubs james harden but <laughs> you know so your conclusion is yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say uh no i can't give i can't give okay i'll give him half a prop half a prop like like that 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 what was it 2015 championship was pretty good 26 2016 championship was pretty good but dude this the fact that dame even said it was easier easier. yeah the fact that the fact that any (laughs) nba player said it was easier in the bubble There's no crowd. There's no one <laughs> right. booing you right. as you're There's trying no to shoot a court. free throw. Right. There's no home court advantage for any team. Like, yeah. come on. So we are not giving LeBron's and statement props in this situation. And, and, and many people have already said previously to uh, the, the bubble or even, you know, just after it started that there's going to be an asterisk on this yeah. uh, championship anyway, which as a Blazer fan, I would have taken it regardless. But yeah. Maybe this is the asterisk. Yeah, I mean, since the Lakers won won it, I mean, I'm going to add it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for our next story, we have Carmelo Anthony gives his honest thoughts about potentially wearing the number seven, which is our beloved Brandon Roy's old number. Hallowed ground right there. He says, if Portland gives me the number seven, I'll be happy. I'll be thrilled. We need We need a petition for that. I need number seven. Mm-hmm. Tim Johnson, do you give yep. props to Carmelo Anthony wanting the number seven? So there have been a few things that came out after he said that, but my question is, why is he all of a sudden wanting number seven when he only wore that, to my knowledge, in New York? I'm pretty sure he wore 15 in college and with the Nuggets, right? Yeah, was it fifteen? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, why now? But that that aside, uh, it would never happen anyway because the NBA would lose out on money. They've already made all these, you know, double lot uh, jerseys. They've got to they got to sell them, right? Yeah, that's, that's that being said. True. That being said, I would buy both jerseys. Yeah, if they were to do it. Just I saying. think. So I, I, you know, I'm not going to give him props for for even bringing it up uh, uh, in the media. Like, why? Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going inter- unless... to I'm going to interrupt you for a little bit. Sure. So, like, all logistics aside, okay. All logistics okay. about the NBA aside. You just want to know if I'm okay with him wearing number seven. Brandon Roy's number, specifically. Yeah. Right. Look, man. Brandon changed the course of our franchise and probably. Uh, kept it from moving to another city he recovered it um, from the jailblazers totally. yeah he did he, he he completely made the franchise uh do a 180 but am i gonna say we should retire brandon's number no should we name a, a street around the rose quarter after him sure i don't think i have an issue with carmelo wearing the number seven he's a, he's a hall of famer i i agree and i think um his Hall of Fame stats or stature came from New York, so I understand why he wants the number seven. Um, and mm-hmm. honestly, I'm okay with it. So um, totally cool with it. I'm I'm giving that props. Like if he wants the number and the NBA allows him, I'm cool with it. Um, with yeah, our, I mean, so I, I guess I guess I'll give another half a prop. Half a prop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. For our last story, we have Clay Thompson has a racy leaked photo with Nakia Withers. <laughs> They were in a photo booth together. They were um, getting real close. Mm-hmm. So the giving props question here is actually Nakia Withers is D'Angelo Russell's ex-girlfriend. Do you give the props? The heart wants what the heart wants, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. The heart wants what the heart wants. Where's Who the are bro- we to get in? Where is the bro code, man? <laughs> Hey, who are we to get in, in, the, in the way of love, right? <laughs> or whatever that I didn't, was. I didn't say they were dating. Well, I'm, hey, are you saying there's no love involved? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, so. I'm keeping this wholesome. Tim, is, I, Tim, I guess, is giving that props. Man. I won't give, it, I won't give props for posting it on social media or wherever it is. I think it, it, it got came. leaked. But okay. it might well, be if, if someone stole it from him, then hey, you can't see my fingers story. to the listeners, but I can see him leaked. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's trying to get like some FaceTime. You know what I mean? Some attention. You know, I'm just going to follow stay out of that one. How about that? I'm going to stay out. Actually, of that one. I should stay out of that, too. You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes our segment of giving props. You know what? Before we end, though. Yeah. We should give a special shout out to our DJ hitting us on the ones and twos oh, yeah. with his fresh beats. Yes. Mr. S. Mr. S. Guy's incredible. Dude. Straight out of the Bay Area, just killing it. We should get him on the show. We should get him on we the show. We should definitely why get him on the why, show. Why haven't we done that yet? Well, you know, sometimes great ideas come late, but at least they're there. At least we'll get to them. We got to get him on it's the never show. never too late. Conclusion. Yeah. You're coming on the show. Next show. Mr. S, you're coming on the show. Well, 
Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Be on the lookout for some great giveaways we got coming up. Stay safe out there, Portland. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.